This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has a trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing. So I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list. And from there, they contact your members and it's no high pressure sales or anything. And it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. I'm excited today to have Kelly Goodman Schaefer with us on the podcast. For those of you who don't know, Kelly is the president and CEO of the Bedford County Chamber in Pennsylvania. She also serves as the executive director of their 501c3 uh, Bedford County Chamber Education Foundation. Kelly was named to the chief executive post of the chamber in February of 2010. Prior to her entrance into the chamber profession, Kelly served as a marketing director for the Allegheny Mountains Convention and Visitors Bureau and game director of the PSFCA East-West All-Star Football Game and Administrative Manager for the Pennsylvania Scholastic Football Coaches Association. She also spent more than 20 years as a broadcast sports journalist in Johnstown Altoona State College television market, most notably leading the award-winning sports department for their local CBS affiliate from 1998 to 2008 and host slash writer of the Emmy award-winning Penn State women's basketball coaches shows for WPSU. She was the first woman to hold the post of sports director at the Pennsylvania television station, a multimedia professional. She has additional experiences that have included writing a weekly sports newspaper column and magazine features, and serving as a play-by-play announcer for women's college and high school basketball games, both in television and radio. Kelly served the chamber industry as the 2020 and 2021 chair of the board of directors for the Pennsylvania Association of Chamber Professionals and served on the organization's board for six years. She's a graduate of Penn State, where she captained the Lady Lions varsity softball team. Kelly, we're excited to have you with us today. You've got quite the background there, but I'd love for you to Take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber champions that are out there listening. And if you can think of anything else interesting to share with us, just so we can get to know you a little better. 
I think that was a pretty, um, pretty thorough, you know, view of my background, but um, it's very nice to be with you today. And uh, I guess I would just say, um, you know, I started in, uh, in television and thought really that was like the ultimate dream job doing sports on television and having that be your job every day. But I am very blessed to say that I have found, um, chamber work to be another dream job. And, um, and I'm glad I get to use the experiences that I've had in my previous careers and in the work that I do every day to, uh, to promote our business community. And, and I love the chamber industry. I love how, um, how generous we all are in sharing our ideas and our successes and what we've learned from our failures. And so I appreciate that that you give this opportunity for Chambers to talk about what they do in, in hopes that we can help each other along. Absolutely. That's the whole idea of this platform. Let's share those successes and failures for those people who are vulnerable enough. <laughs> so uh, why don't you take a, a few minutes, tell us a little bit more about the Bedford County Chamber, just to give us an idea of the size of the chamber, the scope of work you're involved with, staff, budget, that sort of stuff, yep. just to kind of set the table sure. for us. So our chamber was incorporated, the modern day chamber was incorporated in 1986. We have found records of our chamber dating back to 1921. We found a, a ledger of like paper or paper and pencil minutes of a, of a more localized chamber here in the, in the early 1920s. But our modern day chamber is a countywide chamber. We have about um, 48,000 people in our county, um, but we serve the Bedford County region. So we have quite a number of members who are located in counties around us but do business in Bedford County. Um, today, we have 652 members. We represent over 24,000 employees in our region. And, um, you know, our job is, you know, we, we really live by the Chamber Three Cs, to be a catalyst for business prosperity, a convener of leaders and influencers, and a champion for strong communities. And every single thing that we do, whether it's an event, initiative, program, um, is measured against those, those three aspects of services that we provide to our community. Um, we have a fairly small staff. We have three full-time people, including myself and a contracted bookkeeper. We do have another contracted person who helps us with one of our leadership programs, uh, Youth Leadership Bedford County. Um, but we are heavily supported by a volunteer community here that of ambassadors, volunteers, um, volunteer board members, we have an incredible network of servant leaders in our county, many of whom have gone through our own leadership programs, but others who are just very committed to, to making the community around them a better place. And um, so while we have a small staff, we have a lot of power because of all of the, of the help that we get from volunteer leaders in our area. Absolutely. And we just did a couple episodes on volunteer engagement and leadership programs. So for people that have been listening to all the episodes, they, they understand the value of leveraging those, those two opportunities specifically. Sure. Um, well, I'm excited about our topic for our discussion today. As, uh, as everybody heard as I went through um, Kelly's background, she's, she has a great background in media and uh, specifically sports media. Um, but our topic that we settled on today is going to be about how we can help your chamber kind of get some of that attention and spotlight from media and news outlets to shine a light on the work that you guys are doing in, in your own communities. So we'll uh, dive deeper into this conversation as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. 
Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Are you looking for a way to grow and manage your Chamber of Commerce more effectively? Look no further than Chamber Nation. Their innovative software provides everything you need to streamline operations, engage members, and increase revenue. With features like event management, membership directories, advanced membership tools, mobile apps, community kiosks, and financial reporting, Chamber Nation makes it easy to run your chamber like a well-oiled machine. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your chamber to the next level. Visit richardscalendar.com to learn more about Chamber Nation today. The holidays are closer than you think, and now is the time to get ready. Hi, I'm Raquel from Yifty. Yifty offers custom-branded gift cards that can only be redeemed at your local businesses. And in December, we see six months of card sales in just one month. This means that by launching your community card, you'll help generate thousands of dollars for your local businesses this holiday season. Yifty's community card program is free for you and your participating businesses. Join over 500 chambers, main streets, cities, and downtown associations that are using community cards to keep local dollars local. Email sales at yifty.com to learn more. That's sales at yiftee.com. All right, Kelly, we're back. So as I mentioned before the break, we're talking today about uh, getting your chamber in front of media and news outlets to really showcase the work that your chamber is involved with. Um, and I like that you have a background in this. So you know, to some degree, what these news outlets are looking for, for stories and and uh, maybe some connections. I don't know. You can get into that a little bit more maybe as you tell the stories. But what are some of these ways that that you've found successful to kind of put the spotlight on the chamber and the work you guys are doing? Well, I think as with most chambers, you know, so much of what we do is about relationships and about networking and building that network. And I think it's every bit as important to build your network of media partners and friends as it is to build sponsors for events and attendees to come to your events. So, I mean, obviously I have some natural connections with members of the media in our region, but, um, you know, there's been a lot of new people who've come into the media since I, I moved from the media to the chamber. So, 
you know, we really try to, you know, make welcome anybody who comes into new media outlets in our community. We invite them to our programs and events, not just to cover them, but to to be part of them as a business. You know, your media outlets are also businesses within your community. So recognizing the needs that they have, I think is, is important. Um, we always have members of the media on our board, whether it be a television representative, a newspaper representative or radio. Um, I think that's really important. We have a lot of partnerships with our local media outlets. So once a month, we provide a full page of content about the chamber and, and our members and things that we're doing for the local newspaper. So that's a win-win because local newspapers need content. They, you know, like many businesses, they're doing more with less. And if you can provide them with quality professional content, they will likely use it because they need, they need it. They need it mm -hmm. as part of their paper. So we have a full page um, once a month in our local newspaper. We also contribute feature stories to an annual magazine that we do. We've actually had a number of magazine partnerships over the years and magazines tend to come and go or, or, evolve in 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 what they um in what they do we've done a couple print magazine partnerships and they've um transitioned to online things like that um we also have a partnership with our radio stations we do a um an agriculture little agriculture minute um so it it goes over four stations we actually have it sponsored by a local business so we're able to share information about the importance of the agriculture industry on the radio and it's a win-win because the radio gets content and they get the advertising dollars it's paid for by a local business that is um, positioning themselves as a champion for local agriculture and the chamber gets the credit for championing that industry in our community. Um, so I think a lot of media, a, a lot of the media partnerships and a lot of the media work that we do is under that champion um, banner of, of our mission. Um, but the other thing, too, I think is really important is to not just use the media to promote yourself, use the media to promote your members. Because if we, you know, I, I will call, I have a I have a Monday morning call every week with a, a local newspaper reporter to give them ideas. Um, every reporter that will take my phone number, I give them my number. And if they have a day where they don't have anything going on, they'll call me and say, do you have a story idea? And 99% of the time, the story ideas I offer them are not about the chamber. They're about our members and about our community and are things that, that lift our community up. So whether it's a nonprofit or a young entrepreneur or a new business or whatever, um, to position your chamber as you know, a conduit to promote your business community actually promotes your chamber in the process because those members are appreciative and and they're and they're your members. So, you know, hopefully they buy into into your mission. So I think that's another very important piece of it is, you know, the chamber should be a media outlet in terms of your social media, your website, things like that. And you should also be a conduit to helping your members get media exposure and positioning yourself as kind of a, you know, that convener of leaders and influencers in matching media with stories from your business community. Right. No. So you hit on a lot of great points there. So uh, one of the things I wanted to highlight is as far as a reporter, any reporters out there, you need to know your local chamber president, right? Uh, right. <laughs> I know that there's a, a website out there called HARO. It stands for Help a Reporter Out and mm -hmm. where people, you know, reporters can go there to find stories or, you know, freelancers can post stories on there to help reporters out. And really, uh, 
chamber is the best help for a reporter because you're full of yeah. stories, you're plugged into the community. So um, any any reporters listening, uh, take advantage of that. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to circle back to, you had mentioned that these media outlets, they're businesses. So right. as a chamber to understand what the needs are of those businesses. And I think you touched on some of those with as far as understanding some of the stories that they need or what would be applicable mm-hmm. for them and, and helping them be successful. Are there other needs that you think of when you look at a media company as a maybe a magazine or a, a newspaper or a news channel that as far as understanding their needs or things that have stood out to right. you? Well, you know, they're all businesses. So most of them are in need of employees, just like a lot of businesses now, right? I mean, I think our local media outlets are always looking for salespeople, always looking for reporters, um, looking for all, all kinds of different positions. So we plug our media into our career fairs, our job fairs, and to have like the local television station roll into a high school career fair. Um, it's such a nice win-win because they'll, t- they'll typically cover the story if they have people attending, but it's a, it's a really cool thing for students to see, you know, a media truck or even yeah. a newspaper. Um, or or radio, it's just kids like technology. So it, it helps, it helps build interest in that career and industry in the future. Um, And then also, like I said, just get putting them in leadership positions because media outlets want the community to be successful as well. Media outlets run on advertising. It is in their best interest for businesses to be successful because businesses that are successful have money to spend on advertising. So, you know, it's just allowing them to be partners. So we have media partnerships on almost every event that we do. They're in-kind partnerships. So we, we list, you know, a television, radio, and newspaper paper on every event. And we we generally get free advertisement from all of them to promote those events. Now, there are some events that we do paid advertising, and we try to recognize that we shouldn't ha- expect everything for free from the media, because again, they are a business. So we, you know, we kind of try to balance that, giving them certain benefits that goes with with membership or with pr- event promotion, um, but also understanding that we need to do some some paid buys as well when when we're able to do that. And then just letting them be part of the conversation. Like I said, we always have a member of the media on our board of directors, and it helps them be tapped in with other other community leaders and other industries. And it also helps those other industries recognize what those media outlets need as well. So really just building those relationships and making those connections. So I wanted to touch, that was the next thing I want to touch on is building those relationships, building that network. Do you just have mm-hmm. a section of your, I was going to say Rolodex, but wow, that dates us, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you have a tag in your contacts list you know, that says media? So you can, you know, kind of keep track of these people or are there just, you know, a certain, certain ones that, you know, you know, with this story, this needs to go to this outlet. How do you approach that? And, and really, how do you build those relationships? So it's nurtured enough. So when you do have a story, they listen and and are willing to run with it. Right. Well, I think part of it is, you know, making an effort to be, um, to have a relationship with decision makers. Um, So, you know, we're, we're a small market here. We get a lot of entry level reporters that come and cover things here and we want to help them as much as we possibly can. I think sometimes that can be a little frustrating because they are new. They don't always get things right, whatever. But um, 
some coverage is better than nothing and having those relationships and building them as those reporters get better as they you know improve in their careers is important but also having having the decision makers at those stations or radio or newspapers so like at this time um i have a promotions manager of a television station on my board even though the television station is not located in bedford county but they appreciate what we do they appreciate the connections that they make through our chamber and so they're part of our leadership we also have um the associate publisher of the local newspaper on our board of directors. Now you have to kind of be a little bit careful and have a conversation with them beforehand saying that what you hear in the board meetings is confidential and they can't use that, you know, as stories, that kind of thing. And we've never had that problem with, you know, we, 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 we set the expectations for our board members and have them sign confidentiality agreements. And we've never had somebody from a media outlet on our board, you know, betray a confidence and, you know, report something about that another member has, um, has shared in the board meetings. Um, all of the, the relationships that we've built through the board and the leadership have been positive, but we've had quite a few stories that have come out of board meetings, positive stories about anniversaries of businesses or new products or new relationships, new partnerships. Um, so just to, to make sure that those, that those people of influence and people of that make decisions are included um, in your chamber. And a lot of that is, just calling them and introducing yourself, inviting them to things. Um, you know, if, if they're able to go to lunch with us, sometimes we'll invite them to do that. Um, or just, you know, just to, to reach out. I think that we rely so much today on texts and emails and, you know, electronic newsletters and social media, but a personal touch, I think really goes a long way. And then I make sure that the media has my cell phone number and I, you know, part of me hates that I give that out because I will mm -hmm. I will get texts and calls at all hours of the night. Do you know about this fire? Do you know that this is going on? But I feel like that's kind of a necessary evil to help to keep those relationships going. And if if they're calling us about um, you know, about something that's happening in our community, it, sometimes they know before we do if it's happening like in the middle of the night or something. So just being part of that conversation so that you can react to it to help your business community and also, you know, for the media to trust that you'll give them the right information and help them to the degree that you can, I think is, is valuable. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. That gives good perspective. And, and I really appreciate, you know, touching on the, uh, I guess the touchiness of what it could be having a member of the media in your board. Cause I know that's a, a question that a lot of listeners may have is just how do you navigate that? But it sounds like just having that open conversation and it, it's worked well for you guys and it's worked well all around is, is what I get out of that. Yeah. And we have built in safety nets. I mean, our board members sign confidentiality agreements and if they violate them, we have the right to remove them. So I don't, yeah. we've never had to do that. So I would hope that that would never be the case. Yeah, that's good. So I'm curious uh, to have you share maybe any uh, interesting ways that you're able to attract the attention of media outlets or, maybe some, some innovative ways that you guys have approached this. Um, anything come to mind? 
Um, yeah, I think that one of the ways that we've garnered a lot of media attention is through programs and events that we've done. And this is one thing I would say to to my chamber friends, and that is don't sometimes we downplay what we do. I think in general, chambers do not champion ourselves enough. We don't value what we provide to the business community enough. We don't express that value and we don't promote ourselves enough. So we do a lot of news releases, both for our, our own organization and also for our members. Um, we write stories and send them to the media, as I said. Um, but we also, when when we do something innovative or when we're part of something in our community that's innovative, we want to make sure that the businesses we're working with and our community gets credit. So when we're planning events, um, there's three things we think about when we plan events. We, you can raise funds, you can make friends, and it can make you famous. And we would never do an event that just makes funds. It has to make funds and either make you friends or make you famous, but the perfect trifecta is an event that raises funds, makes you friends, and makes your community famous. And um, we have two of those that we have done in recent years, actually, um, pandemic through the pandemic, that the pandemic actually helped us get these things done. And and they they you know were off the charts on all three of those things. So one of them was during the pandemic. Say, Please you know, share. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic. Um, so this is the summer of 2020. Actually, it was in May 2020. Um, I took this idea to our board. You know, what if we if we put up a temporary drive-in movie screen so that we could hold some outdoor events? Because here in Pennsylvania, there were very strict rules about gathering inside and everybody was moving events to outside under tents or whatever, because that's where you were allowed to, to get people together. So I called a local contractor and I said, um, you know, if you were going to build a temporary screen, how would you go about doing it? And um, this tremendous community leader said to me, oh, this is a great idea. Give me a minute. I'll get back to you. He called me back the next day. He had engaged an engineer. They had plans. And he's like, we're not building a temporary screen. We're building a permanent screen. If we're doing it, we're doing to do it right. And um, in 50 days from the time that I got permission from our board to pursue this project, so that was the middle of May, to the day that we cut the ribbon, which was um, July 2nd, right before the 4th of July weekend, um, we we got to watch our business community come together, 22 businesses, to build a 72-foot wide by 55-foot tall drive-in movie screen. It is made with um, power poles from Bedford Rural Electric Cooperative. The face of it is 8-foot by 4-foot wide um, fiberglass panels that are fabricated by a local company that in the real world would cost $900 each. Wow. And they they did it for us for a song. Um, it was painted, the, the phrase was painted by a local painter. It was framed by, you know, local um, construction guys who weren't allowed to work at the time. Like their, their projects were all shut down, um, but they could do this. Um, and we partnered with the Bedford County Fair for a spot on the fairgrounds that we could put this big screen with lots of room for, for parking. And, you know, in 50 days, like we say, it was hope, hard work and hometown magic that, wow. um, that this project came about. And as a result of that, I mean, we got tons of, we're still getting publicity for this. I mean, I've gotten calls from, oh, seven or eight people from other states who've seen this online or, you know, searched how do you build a drive-in movie theater <laughs> and found our stories on, on YouTube or whatever and ask how you get it done. And it, it was just, it was um, the perfect combination of circumstances of businesses that had resources and wanted to do something great in their community. And it was just such a really tough time 
you know, for the community. And it was such a good news piece, a good news story. I got a ton of, of media and continues to, um, but we called it the silver lining drive-in because it I was a it. silver lining and a bad, you know, we didn't call it, you know, the Bedford Rural Electric drive-in. They would never have wanted us to do that. Um, but because of that, we were able to hold church services. We've done community theater there. We held our annual dinner there the first year that we had like 300 people in their cars, beeping their horns for the winners instead of clapping. Um, and and it just it's just been such a huge boost for our community. And the other thing, too, is one of our big initiatives here is we try to do things that will help us to retain youth. You know, we're a rural community, so we lose a lot of young people. And to be able to have a, an event, an, uh, a resource for events that are family friendly and young people can go to um, is really nice. It connects young people to the community. So it's part of our bigger mission, which is to, you know, to enhance the life experience of young people here. So hopefully they want to stay. And um, because of the support of businesses, I mean, we had almost nothing out of, in fact, I will say this, we had nothing out of pocket from the chamber in this project. It was 100% supported by local businesses, either donating materials, time, talent. Um, we had sponsorships that helped us cover the movie licenses and things like that. But we have so much support for this project that we make it free for anyone 18 and under to attend. And 19 and over is $5. So we have people coming every Saturday during the summer for old movies, you know, like old <laughs> Disney movies and Grease and, you know, um, the classics. We don't compete with the local movie theater at all. We don't really show any new new releases. Um, but that was a that was a project that really I think shows what chambers can do. You know, yeah. we could not build that, but we could get the people around the table that all had the right resources to do it. So we were a catalyst. We were a convener, and we were a champion. So yes, that is awesome. And you guys still use that today, the theater. Yes. Yeah. So we're getting ready for our fourth season. So we had 20, 21, 22, there's 23. So tw the fourth season of, of community movies, and we partner with the Bedford County Fair. So we run the theater, we share the profits with the fair, which is also a nonprofit entity, and they support mm -hmm. agriculture. So our number one industry, it all just is such a great, a great partnership. That is perfect. So you had mentioned that there were two programs that came to mind. What is the what's the other one? Um, the other one, actually, we started the the year before um, the year before COVID, but it really blew up during COVID. So I've had this this dream for years and years to put together some kind of drive through holiday light display because there's a really huge one like an hour away from us, and by the time we drive kids up there and sit through the line that's like several hours long, yeah. they never get to see it. So we partnered again with the Bedford County Fair, and because it has lots of barns and electricity and stuff like that, and we said. Let's try to do a drive-through Christmas light display that promotes our local businesses. So rather than going out and buying commercial lighting, we put it out to our community, businesses, organizations, schools, churches, families. If you want a free spot at the fairgrounds to build a light display, you know, we'll we'll manage it. And then we have, you know, cars that drive through from Thanksgiving to Christmas. We we put it out on, on Halloween in 2019. And we said we picked a little small spot in the campground at the fairgrounds and said, if we get 30 businesses, we could make this work. We had 72 businesses wow. sign up. We had to put it in a much bigger spot. Um, last year, we had over 150 participating businesses. The light display is like a mile, well, just over a mile long. We had, um, you know, 
the uh, license plates on the cars from 18 different states that That's came cool. through. It's a really inexpensive, family-friendly thing to do. It took off during COVID because, again, it was something people could do in their cars. All the other Christmas events were canceled. This was a safe, socially distant thing to do. And it just, you know, snowballed. But again, it wasn't something we could not set up 150 displays ourselves. It yeah. has to be things that your business community can do together. But the chamber gets so much credit for it, even though we could never do it by ourselves. Right. You know, so I think positioning ourselves, you know, knowing what we can do, knowing what we're good at and what we're really good at is connecting people and sharing ideas and letting people, you know, be part of our ideas and and letting them build on it um, is what really has been successful for us. And those two things have gotten our community probably more attention than, you know, much of anything else that I can think of yeah. in the last few years. Those both make for great stories for any reporter, anybody looking for content. <laughs> they so do. That is awesome. They do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually even have people like they'll bring a drone over and fly over the drive-in and, th and then they will put it on their website, you know? So oh, yeah. that's just like, you know, amateur drone operators, but you get that on, you know, on Facebook and stuff. And we couldn't pay for that advertisement, honestly. Right. No, that is fantastic. Well, as we start to wrap up here, I wanted to ask you if there's any tip or action item that you'd want to share with listeners who are looking to take their chamber up to the next level, maybe something related to this topic or, or uh, totally unrelated. What would you have to offer? Well, I think I would just say, um, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about really serious topics. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about the latest government affairs, you know, news, businesses closing, people needing work, all those kinds of things. And it's really important for chambers to be engaged in all of those serious conversations. But I think that the the most traction that we have gotten from our chamber and that I think chambers have an opportunity to do is really focus on being that champion for your community, tell great stories in your community and tell great stories about your members. So like, here's one more quick example. We have a new program. We decided that we wanted to support young entrepreneurs. So any entrepreneur under the age of 21 gets a free chamber membership until they turn 21 in our community, because that's our way of supporting them, you know, starting their business. Our very first one was a seven-year-old second grader who has a tie-dye t-shirt business. And he has been one of the greatest champions for our chamber that I could possibly imagine. And we love being his greatest champion. Yes. And, you know, people love stories about young people doing great things. And when we can have our name associated with helping him along the way, and he's so proud to be a chamber member when he got his little plaque from our um, ambassadors, he was just beaming and just so, so proud to be part of something bigger. And I think it made our chamber members proud too to be chamber members because he was so excited. And so just all those, those kinds of things to just tell the good stories, tell the good news and be the champion for your chamber because in the process, you get so much credit back. I don't feel like we deserve the credit that we get sometimes, but we're grateful to have it because that's what allows us to continue to tell more good stories and to really be the champion that our business community deserves. I love that. And these days, there's so many ways to get your story out there. So and the stories of your members as you're, you're highlighting. Yep. Um, Kelly, I like asking everyone I have on the show, as we look to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? 
Well, I think that coming out of the pandemic, chambers have an opportunity that we have never had before. Um, I know for our chamber and many of the chambers that I work with here in Pennsylvania through the PACP, we did such good work as an industry during the pandemic. We were truly that conduit between government and businesses. Like we were, I think oftentimes chambers were the ones that businesses called looking for help with PPP, looking for help with, you know, SBA loans, needing information information about how to keep your business clean. And even if all we were doing was passing along information from the government or the health department or whatever, we were the ones that our communities turned to in that really dire time. And I think because of that, the chamber industry enjoys a certain degree of loyalty from businesses that maybe we didn't have before. I think many of our members have gone from being transactional, saying, am I going to get my money's worth for this membership, to really understanding the aspirational value of our organizations and why it's important to be connected to something bigger than yourselves. When we could put on, you know, when we could share a, you know, a town hall over the phone with one of our legislators trying to help businesses navigate the waiver system or or whatever it was, um, the chamber was chamber industry was such a key player in trying to keep businesses going through the pandemic. And so these few years since the pandemic, I think have been an incredible opportunity for chambers to build on that loyalty and to build on the success and the value that we showed during that really hard time. And we would be, I think, remiss if we didn't take advantage of that opportunity. Um, I think for many, many years, chambers have worried about how, how, cheap their dues need to be to get people to invest. And I think we really need to start giving ourselves more credit and understanding how important chambers of commerce are. And if you're in business, you absolutely should be in the chamber. You should be part of the larger business community and not just for what businesses get out of it, but for what businesses bring to it by being part of the larger conversation. So, I mean, that's what I would say that we're trying to do in our chamber. That's what we talk about in the PACP is really understanding our value as an industry and then working toward, you know, providing what our members need in the future and what our communities need going forward. Yeah, I love that. That is a great response. So <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who might want to reach out and connect with you or learn more about how you're gaining the attention of the media outlets in your community. Uh, what would be the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? Um, our, you can reach me by phone at 814-623-2233 or by email at director at bedfordcountychamber.org. Um, our website is bedfordcountychamber.com. Um, we have, you know, Facebook, you can reach me on Facebook if you want to, but we always love talking to other chamber people. I, I'm always inspired by how how much chamber people want to help each other. I, my best friends are chamber people, and I just feel so fortunate to have found this industry and the great people that are in it. So anything we can do to help someone else, we're more than happy to. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And I'll make sure to get your contact information in our show notes for this episode. So anyone can pull okay. those up and, and reach out and connect with you and learn more. But Thank you for spending time with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast, for sharing your experience, your knowledge, your background, and especially these uh, these two examples that you shared with us are really highlighting the, the ways that chambers can be champions in their community and, and you know, go about highlighting the, the businesses in their community as well. So thank you for, for being with us today, Kelly. 
Thank you so much for having me. It was nice to talk to you. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.